Hey there, neighbor. Welcome to Good Life News, a weekly podcast where we talk about ideas, living the abundant Christian life, and God's wonderful, wonderful love. I'm your host, Pastor Lauren Fenton, an old farm kid, Bible student, preacher of grace, husband of one, father of two, papa for five, and really just another pilgrim headed for home. I'm so glad you've clicked in to join me on this journey today. Let's walk together for a few minutes and see what we can discover on the way to the kingdom. Are you ready? Let's go! Greetings once again, friends. This is episode 23 of the podcast. The title of this week's episode is My Seven Essential Daily Prayers. In today's episode, I'll be sharing some thoughts from the introduction of the book I wrote several years ago, a couple of years ago actually, about my journey into a new experience in my prayer life. As this podcast and blog post goes out, I will be praying that each one who listens and reads will be blessed and inspired to a deeper walk with God through prayer. If you would like information about obtaining a copy of my 7 Essential Daily Prayers, please go to the website, look it up there. You can click on the picture of the book that's there and it'll take you to the page where it is listed on Amazon.com. Prayer has always been an important part of my life. When I was very young, my mother taught me to talk to Jesus every night when she tucked me into bed. I grew up attending church and early on I was often asked to lead our church youth group in prayer. At home, our family paused to pray before every meal three times a day, so my turn to say grace at the table happened regularly. The idea of prayer was such an integral part of our lives that I didn't think very much about it. Well, that all changed when I was about halfway through my teenage years. One night when I was 16, I had a hard time settling down for the night. I tossed and turned on my bed for an hour or so, and sleep wouldn't come, and so everyone else was already asleep. They were chasing their dreamland fantasies, <laughs> but not me. Our big old farmhouse was lighted only by faint moonlight streaming in through the windows, and everything was quiet except for the heavy breathing of my slumbering family. Well, I often went for nighttime walks, so that night, when sleep wouldn't come, it was not unusual for me to get up and get dressed and head out of the back door. I glanced up at the clear sky and the shining moon and began walking along a lane that led to the fields of our farm. It was a beautiful night, a cool evening with a gentle, almost imperceptible breeze. Out there under the moon and the stars that night, I began to talk with God. Well, I was no stranger to prayer, but this time was different. God was talking to me. There was no physical presence I could touch with my hands, but I could truly feel him walking beside me. There were no audible words except mine, but I knew when he spoke to my heart. I gazed up into that star-studded sky and I said, Jesus, tonight I accept you as my personal Savior and invite you to be Lord of my life. I open my heart's door to you. Please come into my heart and live in me. In all the years of religion through my childhood and youth to that point, never once had I taken this step. But that night, 
alone on that dusty lane under the moon and stars, that prayer became an anchoring milestone in my spiritual journey. Lord, what do you want me to do with my life? I asked. And at that moment, I heard God's voice inviting me to a lifetime of Christian ministry. The compass of my life was reset to highways and byways I could never have imagined. Now, six decades later, I look back with amazement. On that dusty road, my first baby steps of personal faith began a journey that continues even to this day. In June of 2011, I retired from 40 years of pastoral ministry. I didn't know it that evening when I walked that moonlit path, but looking back, I can see God's hand at work, leading, guiding, and empowering my walk with Him, teaching me new lessons in prayer all along the way. By early December after retiring, I had decided to reconnect with my blue-collar roots by leasing out my Dodge Ram pickup truck to deliver fifth-wheel RVs and travel trailers from factories to dealerships for their market. I genuinely enjoyed my owner-operator status in this tiny niche of the trucking industry. The job involved many, many miles of driving and many hours of solitary reflection as I traveled the highways of the United States and Canada. I was blessed to see some incredibly beautiful places, and I often found myself praising God for all the beauty of His creation. But the devil was out there on the road with me, too. At times, during those long hours of getting from one place to another, I found my mind wandering into unhealthy areas of imagination. I knew that indulging in impure thoughts would sow bitter seeds of tragic loss in my spiritual experience and could inevitably destroy everything I held dear if I allowed them to grow. The fruit would be bitter indeed, and there is no way I wanted to go there. The only recourse I had was prayer. So I spoke right out loud, right there in the cab of my truck, traveling 60 miles an hour on the freeway with a 38-foot fifth-wheel trailer behind me. Lord, I cried, I want purity in my mind. I don't want these evil thoughts. I reject them and I pray for the purity that only you can give. And to my utter amazement, immediately my thoughts were freed from the devil's trap, and I could focus once again on healthy, life-building matters. Over the next several months, that simple prayer for purity expanded with several more. I began adding righteousness in my heart and integrity for my life every time another tempting thought would rear its ugly head. And each time, God graciously delivered me by removing those errant, dark imaginations and replacing them with hope, peace, and light. Eventually, I began to sense that God was taking me into a new journey I never anticipated. Those basic three prayers for purity, righteousness, and integrity were joined by another four, joy for my spirit, strength for my body, wisdom for my counsel, and to be a godly influence in the world. These seven became my personal essential daily prayers. Of course, my prayers are never restricted to those seven only, but they are where I still begin my day every day, 
and I cannot survive spiritually without making this vital connection with God. Witnessing the progressive growth and development of this journey has been wonderfully exciting. I have presented my experience and the ideas of my Seven Essential Daily Prayers series in live devotionals and numerous sermons, and if God opens the door for it, I would love to develop a retreat-type seven-session seminar for my Seven Essential Daily Prayers. My deepest prayer of all, however, is that every reader of these pages might find a rich personal walk with God, a vibrant spiritual journey, an abiding hunger for purity and righteousness, and to be filled with the Creator's agape love. Now, what I want to do at this time as we move forward here is to share a small summary of each of the seven prayers that I write about in the book. So let's begin. Number one, purity in my mind. Because I recognize my imperfection and natural sinful inclinations, I must pray for purity as a gift from God, brought to me through the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Purity is the soil in which God's agape love flourishes. Agape love is unconditional and unbroken, and this was commanded by Jesus to his followers that they love, with agape love, one another. We cannot generate this from our own choices. It has to come as a gift from the source of love, God himself. Number two, righteousness in my heart. In the list of Beatitudes given by Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. In verse 6, the spiritual heart is the seat of our wants and desires, the place of our innermost cravings. And since I truly desire the infilling promised by Jesus, in this prayer I open my life to him to create that hunger and thirsting that I need. Number three, integrity in my life. Integrity involves both character and competence. My sinful nature wants to compromise for imagined short-term self-centered gain without the necessary investment of time and effort to do the right thing honestly and transparently. Only the Holy Spirit living in and through me can accomplish the goals of serving others with true excellence, which will rightly represent Him. Number four, joy in my spirit. The Bible tells us, the joy of the Lord is your strength, Nehemiah 8.10. So, if I want the strength only God can give me, I need to have the joy in my spirit which only He can give. Thus, I pray for his joy to fill my spirit every day. Number five, strength for my body. Our body actually belongs to God since he created it. We are stewards, that is caretakers, of our physical being, and as such we should care for it as faithful stewards, living as much as possible to achieve the best health we can. Healthy living is God's ideal for us not to work our way into his good graces, but as a testimony of his amazing love and grace. Praying for physical strength is good, 
but we must not work against God's answers to our prayers by unhealthful practices. Number six, wisdom for my counsel. Once again, citing the Apostle Paul, quoting here, Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, to the Jews a stumbling block, and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 22-24 This prayer, number six in my list, is simply to have the cross of Christ as the heart of every communication, spoken or unspoken, that comes from my life. And number seven, to be a godly influence in the world. To live in this world is to bear influence in the lives around us. The question, then, is what kind of influence will it be? Will it encourage godly living, that is, wholesome, morally upright, positive? Or will it contribute to the moral decline of those it touches? As I look back on my life, I see innumerable times when my influence was anything but helpful to someone else's spiritual health. God forgive me. Titus 2 verse 12 says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. Well, my friend, I hope this doesn't blow you away. Writing this book was not an attempt to sway others to my way of thinking on any of these points, nor was it an attempt to just sell a lot of books, as if that's going to happen anyway. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Probably not in the future either, but that's okay. God is in charge of this project. Instead, it's part of my testimony of how the Lord has been working in my life ever since my very young years. A believer's testimony cannot be divorced from Christian witness. Revelation 12:11 says, and they, the saints of God, overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And I'm hoping, praying, believing, that perhaps my testimony can be an encouragement to another hungry soul, maybe even yours. Well, thank you so much for listening today. Again, I pray that you have been blessed. I hope you can join me for next week's episode. That's when I'm going to begin a special six-part series on the book of Romans. Next week's title is Romans Part 1, State of Man. So be sure to tune in and invite someone to listen with you. And as always, if you enjoy these podcasts and blog posts, please do share the links with your friends, your family, or whomever. And truly, my many, many thanks in advance. God bless. So we've come to the end of this episode of the Good Life News Podcast. If you would like to comment or join a conversation about today's content, please visit our website at www.goodlifenews.light. I'd love to hear your thoughts and observations. On the website's blog page, you can also find a complete transcript of the most recent episode, which will always be posted at the top of the page. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and 
other podcast platforms. If you'd like to help out in this ministry, it's incredibly helpful if you'd leave a nice rating or review on your platform of choice. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in again next week as we continue our journey exploring more about God's love, His amazing grace, and the incredible good news of the everlasting gospel. Until then, walk in peace, live in hope, and hold your treasures with open hands.